Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the over-the-top studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Tonight, great show. We've got registered dietitian nutritionist, Colleen Lingley joining us from Flagstaff. Colleen, thanks very much. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, George. So let's get this out of the way right away. Uh, Beet juice, dark chocolate. Okay, we're done with that. (laughs) (laughs) I might come back to those. Okay. (laughs) What what I thought we really should talk about, uh, there's so many events coming up. Is nutrition during ultra events, um, when we're competing, not just in day-to-day life, but when we're really pushing our bodies to the extremes, are there some differences that take place during those events, Colleen? There are. Um, So some research was done with triathletes at the Ironman distance, and this researcher found that not every single calorie needs to be replaced, that these athletes were burning every hour. Only 16% of the calories lost needed to be replaced. So only 16? Yes, only 16%. And that also reduces the stress on the body trying to process and store and use all these calories coming in. So for me, about 16% of an hourly calorie intake is about 100 calories. So just 100 calories per mile or per hour seems to work for me, but that's based on height and weight. So about a 165-pound cyclist, depending on the speed they're going, might only need about 200 to 300 calories an hour, and that's enough to sustain energy levels and Um, As the days go on, if it's a multi-day event, the calories don't have to be uh, anything healthy. (laughs) It's kind of whatever the rider rider or if it's a multi-day running event where there's no breaks, like maybe a 200-mile running race, um, then, you know, pizza and hot dogs. I've seen cheeseburgers work for people, and it's whatever sounds good. So initially, yeah, it can be fruit packets and uh, this product called F-Bomb that I'll get into as to the why when it comes to electrolytes and heat and all that kind of all those hurdles during races. 
Um, but the F-bombs are actually these 200-calorie macadamia nut cocoa powder coconut packets that are made locally in Flagstaff. And they go down so easy, and they have all four electrolytes, just like Scratch has. And it seems like liquid calories seem to go down easier as the race goes on because racers tend to get tired of chewing and swallowing (laughs) food. So uh, the main things to kind of take in when you're sick of eating are trying to get in things with electrolytes, so sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium, and also proteins. So for sodium, magnesium, potassium, and calcium, it's scratch is the best formulation because it actually contains the biochemically correct amounts of those electrolytes as well as dextrose. So it gives you some energy and all the electrolytes. So that prevents muscle cramps and maintains, you know, fluid and electrolyte balance so that you don't end up with hyponatremia, which is over over drinking plain water. So with hyponatremia, the cells can swell and it just, you start feeling a headache coming on and confusion, not able to think very quickly, side stitches. It kind of mimics the symptoms of heat stroke. And as the blood becomes more diluted of sodium and too much free water coming in, then loss of energy and drowsiness come in and irritability, muscle spasms and cramps. And 300 milligrams of sodium is usually enough to correct the early symptoms. But we really burn through a lot of sodium when we're doing these events because sodium works with calcium in the cells and sodium also transports glucose into the cells to use for energy. And we want to keep our heart's rhythm pumping properly. We don't want to have arrhythmia when we're out there from not having enough balance of these electrolytes. So scratch, F-bombs, nuts and seeds, that kind of stuff has all, all four electrolytes. Okay, my mind is just teeming with thought. I think back to the 2002 race across America, and it was, George, you have to eat 450 calories an hour, and I've never had so much problems (laughs) with nutrition. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of calories per hour. Oh, I just, I was throwing up the first day and uh, cut down on the food and ended up doing okay, but. Yeah, we were really yeah. trying to stick yeah. with 450 calories an hour, and I couldn't do it. No, that is crazy. So, Colleen, how can we train for this? Because uh, I've started a series with uh, Neil Shirley on Dirty Kansas, and, and he had a great tip for uh, first-timers, which is you know foods that work for you on a two-hour ride, a four-hour ride, six-hour ride – you may not want those anymore and they may not be working so well for you at eight, 10 and 12 hours. Yeah. So you kind of have to throw (laughs) the conventionality out the window of sticking with the, the sports foods. And if you want pickles or chips or something like that, you just kind of have to eat whatever sounds good. Um, I, I tend to switch over to payday bars too, <laughs> payday bars or um, just candy bars because they, they taste good. That is so funny that you mentioned payday bars because that is my favorite, favorite energy bar on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and the nice thing about payday bars is the peanuts have magnesium. So there's one of the electrolytes. They have sodium. They have a little potassium in the peanuts. And then they've got some sugar. Um, so they're actually pretty well balanced and they usually taste pretty good later on in a race. And they're inexpensive. So that's a good choice. You yes. Can get a, they're you inexpensive. Can get a bag of them for like two bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I remember when I would get boxes of, uh, little Debbie's, the little oatmeal cream pies. I, I don't do that so much anymore though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's pretty high in sugar. That can that can cause gut issues sometimes, but yeah, no. <laughs> whatever you tolerate, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like in, let's go to, say, Race Across America, where, I mean, I really like to use Ensure because it seems so well balanced. But uh, one of the things that I don't like about eating during an event is, uh, and it, it often holds me back from drinking as well, is that, what you're putting in also has to come out. And I hate those stops. Absolutely. Uh, I actually have to take a modium for ultra races because my guts just hate me. And I tend to stick with liquid for ultra races. So the best thing to do is not overdo the calories every hour, you know, stick with the 16% of what you're burning. So say, 165 pound cyclist burning, I don't know, up to a thousand calories per hour. It really doesn't take much to keep, keep them going. And then it can also help with the gut issues, the GI issues and diarrhea and all that kind of stuff. And if the electrolytes are imbalanced, that also helps with gut issues and diarrhea. And what are some telltale signs that you need to eat? Should you just stay on a, a regular calendar um, you know, a timeline you have to eat now. If you're out without a crew, Absolutely. how do you remind yourself to do that? You need a watch. So whatever, if you're looking at your, your Garmin for elapsed time, I tend to check my watch and say, okay, it's been an hour. It's time to eat whether I'm hungry or not. And that keeps me on a more even keel. But if I'm getting irritable or if I've been climbing, uh, I tend to Take in maybe every 45 minutes, I'll take in the 100 calories. So let's think of raw and ram, and you're on a crew. What are some signs that you should look for in your rider that, you know, maybe we're just not feeding Colleen enough right here? We need to look for more calories. Mainly irritability and increased fatigue. Uh, those are the Those are the big ones, just loss of focus, uh, irritability and fatigue are the big ones. And of course, when you have those things going on with your rider, they're not feeling good in their stomach. They're not feeling very good mentally possibly. And you've got to say, Hey, I've got to force some food on you. What are some ways to get that person to eat? I would do liquid calories. <laughs> um, there is a way to you know, like Insure is good because it's got some protein too, but you can even mix up. There's 21 amino acids that our bodies use that make up the proteins. And so, of course, there's muscle breakdown associated with multiple days of racing or even 24 hours of racing or 12, but there's three amino acids that have been shown to help 
that muscle breakdown from being excessive. So it's glutamine, arginine, and leucine. So if you can buy the separate powders, uh, glutamine powder on Amazon, arginine powder on Amazon, and leucine powder, you can mix those into maybe the scratch or add in scratch and a scoop of beta red, like the beet powder that Enduro Bites makes. So it's really easy to take with on endurance events. So you can really load them up with a bunch of stuff that won't upset their gut with liquids. So protein, the proteins, the beta red, the scratch, and then just have them drink the calories so that they can, and there's also, you know, fats, like you can add oil to the the bottle and that'll give them more calories without making them feel terrible. (laughs) About a tablespoon of oil is uh, 120 calories. So you can get quite a few in with oil. You could do olive oil. Um, A more neutral oil like avocado oil works really well if you can't taste it. And medium chain triglyceride oil or MCT oil, you actually have to train your gut to get used to or it causes diarrhea. But it is a really neutral one that comes from coconuts. But avocado would be a really good choice or peanut oil that you just really can't taste. And those shouldn't cause any gastronomical issues. No. As long you as should it's not... use them before the race. <laughs> yes. You should probably try them before the race. Um, <laughs> but really all those things should be getting used up because the bottle of, of liquid is probably going to be about 200 calories is all. So it shouldn't cause too much issue trying to absorb it and utilize all the nutrients that are in there. Now, you mentioned Imodium. Are there any dietary things we can use that can help with uh, curing diarrhea or helping put it at ease, like dark chocolate or anything like that? Do those work? I haven't found anything yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would be nice. And the only reason I dropped in dark chocolate is because I had heard that, um, but not for during an, uh, an event. Yeah, I, I don't know what would help during an event. I don't know if, I mean, oats tend to absorb water so they can help slow down diarrhea if, if the racer can tolerate oatmeal. But that's about the only thing I can think of that really might help with diarrhea that's from food. And then are there things we should stay away from? I mean, I always used to think, oh, I don't want to eat any fiber. I'm going to use white bread if I'm having a sandwich or a a small bagel, which, of course, you've got such little spit, it's almost impossible to chew at those times. But uh, is fiber or things like that, are those things we should be eating during an event like this? If the rider or racer, the runner, is used to eating those foods during just day-to-day training, absolutely. Um, Lentil soup, you know, just the powdered little cups that you can buy and add hot water, those work really well because then they've got all the electrolytes in them. They've got uh, some protein. They've got some of the soluble fiber like is in oat. And it tends to go down pretty well, especially if it's cold at night. So if the racer's used to having fiber on a day-to-day basis, in spinach and all that other stuff, 
beans, lentils, then absolutely fine to keep using it during a, an event. And then sources of sodium. Uh, I always really liked uh, sea salt and vinegar Pringles. Those, oh God, those Absolutely. burn your mouth. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking uh, V8 is wonderful. But like a chicken bouillon or a, you know, a top ramen mix type of thing, which again, very inexpensive, but there's a load of sodium in that stuff, isn't there? There is. If, if you want to combine sodium and potassium, then anything potato will have potassium. So fries, potato chips, the bouillon's always good because it always goes down pretty easily. And the V8 juice, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's got all the magnesium and calcium and it also has beets and spinach in it too. <laughs> V8's just scary because if you throw it up, it's red and it's like, oh no, I'm bleeding. No, that's just tomato juice. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when you pee pink or red, it's the beets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really enjoying this conversation, Colleen, because you just, I can't find this information anywhere. No, I haven't been able to find all of this in one place. I find bits and pieces on different people's blogs and websites, but I've had to dig through the research myself. And there's this product that I spent a lot of time on trying to figure out what was in it. It's called Hot Shot, and it claims it prevents muscle cramps. Well, muscle cramps come from either fatigue, where nerve cells and muscle cells stop talking well. It doesn't have anything to do with electrolyte imbalance or dehydration in that case. And this Hot Shot supplement that was developed by a neuroscientist, Actually, I think I figured out what was in it. Um, there's these four phytonutrients that are in it, and they have goofy names, allyl, isothiocyanate, cinnamaldehyde, vanilloids, and linalool, and they all come from certain foods. So horseradish, radish, wasabi, and mustard oil are one of them, the allyl isothiocyanates, and then cinnamon is cinnamaldehyde, uh, the capsaicin are the vanilloids, and citrus is the linalool. So I've mixed together my own hot shot and tried it on a, a rim-to-rim-to-rim run last April, and it worked. So you mix together two tablespoons of lemon or lime juice, two tablespoons of water, one to two radishes or a quarter teaspoon wasabi powder or a quarter, a half teaspoon horseradish, a quarter teaspoon ground cinnamon, and a quarter teaspoon cayenne pepper. And then I added a packet of stevia and shook it up, and it's super hot. But when my calf muscles were starting to cramp and I knew my electrolytes were okay, um, or just guessed, basically just guessed because of what I had carried with me, they, the cramps went away almost immediately. So those four phytonutrients tell the muscle cells and nerve cells to start talking again, and it prevents or reverses the cramps almost immediately. So that's some research that I was really excited to dig through and figure out because the hot shot, you can buy the hot shot supplements. They're like those little two ounce bottles on teamhotshot.com or Amazon, but they're really expensive. <laughs> so it's a really good product, but you can mix it up yourself and try it on training runs, especially if it's hot or humid out and you're losing a lot of water or it's a longer ride than you're used to. And your muscles are cramping up from fatigue and not talking to the nerve cells anymore. Now, Colleen, we've talked about uh, calories and 
what a if someone wants that uh recipe from you can they contact me on facebook and i can maybe get that from you to to pass along absolutely i will send that to you yep okay uh, and in conclusion, I, I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on hydration? How much water should we be taking? Should all of our water have, say, scratch mixed with it? Or is it good to just drink plain water at times? So the best measure of water versus electrolyte drink is if water tastes good, then drink water. And if water doesn't taste that great and you don't feel like drinking and scratch tastes amazing, then drink the scratch. The only thing I don't recommend is Gatorade. Um, there is too much water to electrolyte content. So the more you drink, the more diluted your electrolytes become because there's just not enough in there. And they, it also doesn't have the magnesium and calcium like the scratch does. So the best measure is just whatever tastes best. If water tastes better, drink that. And if scratch tastes better, drink that. Well, Colleen, it's always fun chatting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this evening. My pleasure. It was really fun. It always is really fun. Colleen Lingley, a great ultra runner, by the way, and registered dietitian nutritionist joining us from Flagstaff here on Over the Top Radio. And from Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. 